Mr. Willie DeWitt. Mr. Andrew Dickens, good afternoon, sir. My old friend. We used to work together. My old mate. Yeah, years and years and years. He's yelled at me so many times. <laughs> I used to come into his studio to get a record. Remember? Because <laughs> yeah. you had the record library and I you didn't. Did. And uh, we were doing requests and I had to come and get the record so I'd sneak in and I'd wander out and I'd sneak in and all this sort of thing. <laughs> and Willie would be mid-riff in a way and then he'd look at me and go, what are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, you've spoiled my flow! <laughs> Anyway, so Willie DeWitt, uh, former radio Huraki uh, breakfast announcer, uh, funny business comedian, yes. MC, raconteur, all that sort of thing. We just play Walk This Way by, um, was that Aerosmith or Run DMC? We played, this is my producer did this, he's a sick man. He just played, well first, because you were Radio Huraki, classic rocks that rocks. Yeah. Last time I saw you, you were in a wheelchair. I was. Today you've just walked into my studio. So when you say Walk This Way, it's kind of like, Sort of hobble this, well, <laughs> in a one sort of dodgy kind of semi-disabled way, but yeah, well done, thank you. And uh, joining you is David Downs, Hello. also a comedian. Yes, I've, I've, I'm just trying to work out what a record is. You were just talking about records. I can't, I can't remember hearing uh, of such what, a thing. Yeah, I know. It was a CD, actually. <laughs> we're not that old. No, but very good. Close. Very good. Um, and David Downs, also a comedian, raconteur, yes. uh, man well, of words. Thank you. All those things. And yes. all that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, so the two of you are here because you're part of a, of, um, a thing called In My Mind. Uh, which is a documentary series, Homegrown, that looks into uh, um, the lives of prominent Kiwi males who have been through difficulties and come out the other side. Correct. And, and we so, tick all those boxes. Uh, and yes, you do. And, you, <laughs> and uh, you're, in fact, on this Sunday with In My Mind, Midlife Crisis. Good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Poster boys for the Midlife Crisis. <laughs> we didn't know about that title, by the way, too. We're no, just like, they never like, asked us about that one, did they? No, no. no. Midlife right. Crisis usually implies getting a sports car and a blonde girlfriend, but we've just got <laughs> cancer and a stroke, so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and this is the thing. Uh, what they decided is to talk to you guys when, because you had the big, big problems. And so we're going to start with David first. Oh, no, we're going to start with you. Why do we play Walk This Way? You had a massive stroke. I did. Like I how did. massive? 2016, it was. It was um, April 12th, by the way. Uh, and literally from no warning signs, no nothing else, but it hit, and it hit hugely. Um, I was unconscious for 12 hours and mm. not discovered till the 13th hour and rushed to hospital. Nearly died twice, made it through, and then began the long, slow journey into recovery. Mm. And that was a very long, traumatic, tra- traumatic thing as well. What did you lose? You always lose something in a stroke. I lost 30 kilograms, if that helps. Well, hey! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always an upside. Never found it back. Um, I lost, uh, what did I lose? Did you lose speech for long? Uh, yep. Oh, well, this is hard for a radio presenter. I know. I was, I was monosyllabic mic. It was literally like just for early stages, one plus one equaled four goats and a can of Watties tuna. <laughs> yeah. That was it. One of the arms is a bit dodge. One of the arms is, uh, shall we say, as they say in the trade, um, not dead, but, use, but um, lazy. Resting. Resting. Resting arm. <laughs> resting. Yeah. Right. Take that. I just hit him with my resting arm and didn't make it. It's not dead. It's, it's, it's just resting. resting. <laughs> Comedy. Okay. Uh, and the legs were a bit wobbly and sense of balance, isn't it? Absolutely. And those yeah. things are all like a slow journey to work on mm. and make happen. But, yeah, um, 
so grateful to be here, blessed to be here. Yeah, okay. Um, and then, of course, rehab. Was that at Rehab Plus? Is that, was that, that? No, that was at um, a place I can't mention, Laura <coughs> Ferguson, oh, okay. um, which was in Green Lane, which was oh, an, okay. an interesting choice of place to stay. Right, okay. But the, the, the rehab was intense. Yeah. It was demanding. It was um, nonstop. Uh, My dad died of strokes. And I remember... Oh. oh, wow. I remember the big one, the second to last one. Uh, which is where he lost, uh, he became mute and lost his arms. He ended out at a rehab unit, and I know exactly what you've been through. It's wow. really hard, Yakka, trying to convince responseless stuff to do what it should do, you know? Exactly. So, well, I had that situation where I, in my recovery stage, I just, it was like literally I couldn't communicate. I thought I could. Mm. And it was that aspect where you're going like, People going, and how are you doing? And I'm going like, that's what I could say. Okay. So this all happened right after you lost your job at Radio Hierarchy. Um, But you also... No, we were let go. Sorry. let go. Okay, we were terminated. You're right. I lost my job. Got the other options outside of work. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, a change of style, uh, I think, is what you'll find on your contract. Anyway, so that, <laughs> that happened, uh, and you also your marriage broke down as well. Which uh, yes, things sort of when they come in, they come in, they came in sevens rather than threes yeah, yeah, or exactly. twos. So you said it was a, as a was it a midlife trifecta? You when you I got did. and I, Andy, I, I suffered from I got severe depression, hmm. hugely, um, and denied it and refuted it and didn't acknowledge it and didn't allow it to happen. And, and things consequently got worse, mm. worser and worser, to the extent where I was again in complete denial and drinking, which wasn't smart, uh, and mm. things just getting worse and worse, and it just took a huge shift. And funny, I was coming right pre-stroke, and that began that commenced all over again that whole issue right. of um, being thankful, appreciative, all those things. So, so I, I, this is going to be documented, of course. 11 a.m., Television mm-hmm. One. Yes. Uh, in my mind, uh, midlife crisis um, with uh, Willie DeWitt. But you got to the point, as you say, with the depression, you've got so many factors, I don't blame you. Nobody does. <laughs> I mean, you poor bugger. You know. But look at you now. Um, is there a trick to getting through the dark days? Absolutely. Um, well, the, the, the huge thing I learned from everything was, is, when you relate to this, Davey, too, was patience. Just actually literally being patient and not fighting it and not well, being more accepting of it, too. But just some really hard work and some hard work mentally as well as physically, hugely mentally. Uh, and you know, we talk about second chances and opportunities, which we've both had happen to us. Mm. And I'm you know, singularly grateful. But having said all that, in the midst of that, uh, my old friend, Direct depression came back, mm. and understandably too, because of what I've been going through and what's been ha- happening. Mm. But it's it's just being realistic about the limitations and what can be, and what, what can be done and what can't be done. Yeah. And once you accept those limitations of what can't be done, you try and work on the things that can be done. Yeah. In essence. Yeah, you're a new man. Well, kind of half of me is. Yeah, the, well, the other yeah, half. Well, you're far more attractive than you used to be after you've lost all that weight. <laughs> <laughs> Why, thank you, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dickens. Uh, now, David Downs, we are going to talk. It's not like we're just ignoring no, no, your, no, I'm happy, your, I'm happy, your ailments and uh, your problems and your depressions, but we'll get into that in a few moments' time here on News Talk ZB. Text through Willie. Hello. I love Willie DeWitt and I miss him. Love Lounge Suite. Yay. Oh, bless. And that is from uh, Michelle. So there we go. David Thank you, Downs. Michelle. David Downs, also a comedian. Hello. And so what happened to you? 
Well, it's my story is nowhere near as dramatic as Willie because I just basically got what I thought was the flu uh, one day about two years ago, and I ignored it like all good males, just put it off, put it off, put it off. Finally, when I got went to see the doctor after much nagging from my wife, I discovered I didn't have the flu. I had a uh, basically a life threatening cancer. Uh, a blood cancer uh, yeah. called lymphoma, oh, yeah. and uh, ended up on this huge roller coaster ride of you know cancer treatment, chemotherapy, uh, etc., which went for about a year in New Zealand, and then at the end of that year, it didn't work. Basically, was the is the short version of the story, and I was told that my cancer was terminal and I had less than a year to live, which was un. Inconvenient because I just got one of those new ten-year passports. <laughs> uh, Quite annoying. Really. It's really annoying. All those yeah. empty pages looking at me. I'm thinking I can't pass away. I've just spent no. four hundred bucks. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but they don't stamp them anymore either. I know, but, it's but they would have for you because you're dying. They would have. No, I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, um, hey. So, um, but you obviously have not died. No, exactly. I know. But just <laughs> thanks for spoiling the ending, Andrew. <laughs> good one, good one, Dickens. <laughs> no, I said we were going to save that. Um, uh, no, I, I was incredibly lucky to get on a clinical trial uh, in yeah. the USA and I basically got myself up to Boston and uh, at Harvard Medical School had my life saved with a new completely different way of treating cancer and immune mm. therapy called CAR T-cell therapy. Mm. And um, Oh, fr- what is that? CAR T-cell therapy is where you genetically re-engineer your own immune system. Yes, I've blood. heard of it. You've heard of it? It's yes. very cool. So yeah. I'm genetically modified right now. I glow in the dark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you turn off the lights. See, there you go. Uh, um, wow, look at that. That's incredible, isn't it? You're that's, green. Yeah, who would have thought? Um, get your hand off it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, basically they re- re-engineer the, the body's own immune system to recognise the cancer, and then the, yeah. and then your immune system just does what it normally does, which is... Wow, which is you're cutting infection. edge, mate. I, I actually... Because, sorry, yeah, there's a, it's a surgery joke there. No, but, no, <laughs> but, um, no, but you are cutting edge, because I, I remember there was, there was a big story on the telly about that about four months ago, so you're Correct. actually one of the first. I, I, and I now, was the, one of the first in New Zealand, and yeah. now we're bringing it to New Zealand, actually part of the work that I'm now doing in my in my spare time is helping bring that same treatment here right. to New Zealand with and, the Maligan Institute. And you're in remission. I'm in complete... Remission. I've now just just ticked over a year in remission and um, feeling great. And William and I decided that we wanted to do a comedy show about yeah. our our various ailments. And at a year and a half ago, we thought that was a pretty big ask. You know, we said if we get through this, we'll do a show. Mm. And then we both got through. Damn it! And so we had to do the show. And then for this TV documentary that you're mentioning, that's on uh, on air this Sunday. They they filmed us kind of getting ready for the show and doing the Brilliant. comedy show. And it's a sort of a catharsis. About now, did you get depressed? Uh, I I don't suffer from depression, to be honest. I um I'm I'm born under a lucky star, but I certainly understand depression. Mm-hmm. I certainly got bleak at times. That's for sure. Tell me about the moment when somebody says, "Oh, that's it, buddy." By the way, go away and make your preparations because you know. Um, yeah, I it's was... not happened re- really in my family at all, and uh, I, I think about it, and I think you know the stomach would go empty, the yeah. world would swim. It know. is. It's a pretty tricky time. I mean, it, this all happened in a very short amount of time. As we were told that you know the cancer had come back, I therefore statistically had less than a year to live. Mm. You know, they said potentially we should look at hospice and maybe you should go home and get your affairs in order, which is difficult because I hadn't had any affairs. No. And it was too late by then to, yeah, to start yeah, one. Because you're a happily married man. A happily married man. But so, yeah, exactly. But um, but it was. It was like it, you do forget that feeling of, you know, the world sort of suddenly uh, freezes. But actually for me it galvanised me into action. Like I went, no, I don't accept that I'm only got less than a year to live. I'm going to do something about it. And uh, spent an enormous amount of time and effort, you know, trying to find the thing that would mm. get me to that next step, which turned out to be this this treatment in Boston. So Willie's secret to get through his thing, patience and yes. A- acceptance. Yes. Your secret is? Well, friendship's the other one I'd add to that. Patience is very true. I mean, I had, this was a, I'm, I'm making a very short version of a very long story because it took a year and a half to do all this stuff. Mm. 
patience is a huge thing. And the other one is friendship. Friends, family, support networks. It's so difficult to do something like this by yourself. So having some friends around you that are there to, you know, for those times when you are a bit flat. Mm. Uh, you'll see in the documentary that, you know, Willie and I are great mates. And, and in fact, we this in a bizarre way, one of the best things that's happened out of us both being sick is we've rekindled a, an old relationship, an old friendship. Mm. We were friends 25, 30 years ago, hadn't really seen each other that much in the last 10 or 15 maybe. Just mm. life gets in the way. And now, mm. wow, we see each other every well, week, if not more. That's the other thing, uh, because this is about midlife crises, and it's yeah. about men, yeah. and you two, obviously, uh, both. And um, do you think that men, particularly, they lose mates? You know, there's, there's a lot of theories around that, in fact, uh, by the time you're in your 40s and your 50s, you don't actually, you have a lot of acquaintances, but you don't actually have the friends that you used to have when you were at school, and you don't have the, the, the people that you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets to who can then support you through. Is that a, is that a truism? I think it is for many men, actually. I think friendship for, uh, for me is something you do have to put a little bit of effort into. It's not work because it's fun, but mm. you have to put some effort into You have to actually think, oh, no, I'll, you know, if you separate out your work life and potentially your family commitments, you've actually got to make some time, you know, for yourself and for your friends. And yeah. that's a sort of a, uh, a you also, almost allocate time in your yeah, calendar for yeah. it. But you also say a very smart thing there because, of course, if you just think, oh, I've got my family and that's it, that's not enough. No. You need more because, you know, Otherwise, you're putting too much onto the family as well, and then they're getting under stress because of your emotional needs. Yeah. In one area, you need to broaden the base. Well, my it. mother's Irish, and she's got some amazing sayings. One of her sayings is, um, uh, an empty sack won't stand, which means that you've actually got to make sure you fill up your sack. Yeah. You know, well, that sounds That's the wrong one. That was really, really wrong. wrong. I don't think she meant that. But, you know, I mean, to I, the, look I, after yourself I, first I, before I, you can stand. And then... Yeah. And, and that's it with friendship. You've got to actually, you've got to put put some effort into it. You've got to make sure you catch up with your mates. You've got to make sure you actually do talk about the things that are really important to you. Yeah. My guests in studio, David Downs and also William DeWitt. Willie yes. DeWitt. And we'll be back in a flash. Ron likes you guys. Thank you, Ron. He says the thing you both have in common is humour. Uh, apparently Ron's got non-lymphoma and today got told I don't have prostate cancer. Good on you, yeah, Ron. Congratulations. Uh, and I'm here to hassle people for a while longer. Humour of friends and family the key and being positive, positive, positive. Your mind is an amazing tool. It is. There it's we go. amazing. Good on you, Ron. Okay, and for a limited time only, uh, you did this, uh, this was the comedy show. How That's much right. material did you come up with? Oh, my word. Years oh. of it. We, the show was about an hour, hour and a half long show. We had to cut it down for that. We were in the comedy festival, which is only allowed 50-minute shows. It was quite difficult. We had to slash and burn. Basically got rid of all the willies bits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, lots of material. I know. And it was, it's a comedy show about going through serious illness because there's actually a lot of crazy, funny things that happen. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what he, comedians do. We make, you know, we observe the world and then look at it in a different way, and that's exactly what we were, we're doing. So, I missed it. Uh, can you do it again? Sure, we'll do it right now. Okay, have you got 55 minutes? Yeah, no yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 no problem. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a more serious note, I couldn't get Michelle's number, could I? Because Michelle said you loved... <laughs> I'm single. I'm... Yes. Uh, oh, well, well, I'll just ask the lawyers about the privacy concerns. <laughs> but I'm sure it will be fine, William. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, honestly, go, well, can I see it? Are you We'd love to, to do it again. Uh, in yeah. fact, it was, we got great audiences. It was part of the festival. It's yeah. Uh, we, people have asked us to go to Wellington and Christchurch and places great. like that. So do we'll it. definitely look into that. I mean, it's do great it. for us. We love, you know, performing together. Yeah. That's what we do. And uh, we actually had our kids in it too, which was an amazing experience. So yeah. uh, really cool. And great feedback from people. And we raised a lot of money for charity, actually, because well, we gave all the profit. Proceeds. You're great, Willie. I'm so proud of you because, like I said, when I saw you at the 50th anniversary for Haraki, people were saying you should take this and use it for some material, and everyone's going, "That's a bit sick," <laughs> you know. <laughs> but a poor bugger, but but you did, and look what happened, and it's amazing. And the show in my mind, midlife crisis.
uh, is at 11 a.m. on Sunday, Television One. Lovely to see you guys. All the best. Thanks, Dave. Thank you so much, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Michelle's number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to news.